Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, it's a happy day, and I thank God that I have the opportunity to share with you today. I thank God another year has passed. Last week, I had my 63rd birthday, and now I'm moving towards 64, which moves me even closer to heaven every single day. And what a day that's going to be when I see my Savior face to face and the joy that is going to be felt. It's going to be like this. the uh, song says, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Are you living in the joy, the joy of the Lord that's unspeakable and full of glory? Do you look forward to that day of his return? Are you saying, oh, Lord, please don't come now? Where are you at with him? And I know some people say, Lord, don't come now because my kids have not accepted you as Lord and Savior. They don't believe in you, and I, I get that because we want our children, we want our friends and family to know Jesus. But the important thing is for you that you are ready, that you have said, Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you went to the cross and died for my sins. And I believe someday, because I believe in you, I'll spend eternity in heaven, enjoying the bounties that you have provided for all of us. You know what? All he wants us to do is ask. Ask to believe in him. Ask him to forgive us of all our sins, and he will forgive you for all your sins. And you can walk with him and begin the journey today. I pray that you do. And if you haven't, I pray today you'd say, Jesus, today I believe in you. I call on you. Lord, today my life will be different from this day on. And Lord, when I struggle, you will guide me. When I falter, you'll pick me up. And God, I just thank you for being my God and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. That should be the prayer of all of us. And we need to lead others in prayer. Sometimes we make it so complicated. People call, Pastor, can you lead my brother to the Lord? Well, don't take my, I'd love to, but I want you to have the blessing. You pray with them. You pray that God forgives them, and you have them pray with you. You know, it's we. if you're a Christian, you can lead someone else to the Lord. How did you come to know the Lord? You lead them right down that path. You, folks, were created in the image of God. Now, we all have faults. We all have issues, which I'm going to talk about in just a moment. But I want to read Luke chapter 9, verse 24 and 25. Of course, it's kind of a sports verse, isn't it? You're going to think, what a surprise here. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets surprised? I was speaking of that a few weeks ago, we had the state track meet. And we had one of our girls from our church, Amaya Van Tal. She won the 110 hurdles from for Bishop Kelly, which we're very proud of her. And we had a couple other kids that uh, took third in a, in a race. And But, you know, they had to learn to run. They had to practice. Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes to district training. They do, they do it to get a crown that will not last. Listen to that. They get a crown. They get a prize, but it won't last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. You that believe in Jesus, you're going to get a crown that lasts forever. You are a champion. And God sees you as a champion. So many times people allow circumstances to dictate who they are in life and the attitude that they have. God loves you, faults and all. You might be surprised to hear this, but we all have faults. None of us are perfect or have reached that perfect self. The problem is too many people allow their faults to destroy their self-image and give them a false 
identity and people of God, that is the enemy feeding you with that garbage. Understand that now. Because I've got great news for you. You were created in the image of Almighty God. What more can one ask for? You were you were created in the image of God Almighty. Our passage of Scripture tells us to run the race, to win the prize. See, winners enter the competition with the mindset that I will win and I will do my best. Unfortunately, there are times we enter things and we know the odds are stacked against us. Playing and coaching sports my entire life, virtually except the last few years, you know, I dealt with that. In high school, the team I played on was playing a team from Oregon that had won 56 straight high school games, and it continues to be the Oregon record. And they'd beat most people by over 50 points. Our coach didn't tell us that. We didn't know that we were playing the team with the longest winning streak in Oregon history. So we went into the game thinking, this is a small Oregon school playing a small Idaho school, and maybe we will show them what real football was all about. Ha, ha, ha. We went out on the field, and I didn't notice anything different about them except their uniforms looked like the Oakland Raiders. They were not large in size. In fact, I was only a freshman, and and our school was small, so I played varsity too. And I was 6 foot 2, 195 pounds at that time. And nobody on their team had anybody that was my size. I kind of towered over everybody. But let me tell you this. They had a champion mentality. They played with precision. They were the greatest team I had ever seen at high school at any level, and that was back in the year when Bora High School dominated with D. Pancrats. This little school was precision. Their coach was phenomenal. I see why over the years they were so incredibly and nobody could come near them. And uh, we lost the game 82 to nothing. I imagine their coach taught them to go into the game knowing they're going to win and to play like champions. That's exactly what they did. And you know what? That's not even the worst part. They scored, I think it was over 100 twice that year against a team. In an eight-man football, it's a little bit easier to do. But it was amazing. I'd never seen anything like it. Well, you know, we're supposed to, uh, in our relationship with God, is to play like champions. To play like champions. To do the best we can to guard our minds and control our thoughts. You know, the enemy is out there. He wants you to believe you are a failure. He wants you to believe you're a lost cause. When Christ Jesus is telling you that you can do all things through him. The Apostle Paul, of course, says that in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Folks, when things are not going well, do me a favor. Bounce back. Develop a mentality of a winner. Years ago, when I took Cloverdale Church of God to pastor, the church had faltered. It had failed. It had gone from about 140 members to about 50 when I came in 1988. It was. It was. It had depleted. It was just not good. It was a horrible situation. But you know what? God, in His patience, brought people back slowly. Oh, it took a while. We took four years before we even hit 100 people in church. But God started 
doing his restoration work. Realize that you're not alone fighting. Romans 8.31 says, What then should we say to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? You will not and you cannot lose when Christ is in your corner. Now, I didn't say life would be easy or it'd go perfect, but I said you cannot lose when Christ is in your corner. You will win eternally. When things are looking bleak, continue to call on God. When things are tremendous, continue to call upon God. The Bible says in Romans 8, 27, in Christ, you are more than conquerors. The Apostle Paul wasn't just making up verses. He wanted people to know that you through Christ can overcome anything. Remember this, you plus Jesus makes a majority. Being a champion demands preparations. As I talked about that team in football, I bet they were the best, most prepared team anywhere in the country. They were so amazing. They were prepared for their job that was before them. Be a champion in life must mean that we're ready to go and we look ahead. There is no easy way. There is a price to be paid. Back to the sports analogies. You don't just automatically become a great team. You work very hard at it. I was fortunate enough in the 80s to coach five championship teams. And what made them champions was they went the extra mile in preparation. I would run them harder, condition them harder than most teams. And at the end of the game, the teams would run out of gas. But our team would still have the energy to perform at a high level. I believe it was our training. All the kids didn't like it at the time, but they certainly enjoyed it at the end when they shared those trophies together. We would prepare hard for opponents. One game when I was coaching girls basketball, and I coached three sports, girls basketball, boys basketball, and boys football. When I was coaching girls basketball, we were playing a team with a hotshot girl who pretty much was their team, and I knew that because I always kind of looked and found out what was going on with the team we were playing. And our girls, and so I executed a plan not to let their little leading score get the ball. She was so frustrated. I almost felt bad for her. And we held her to four points in that game. And we won the game 53-17. to 17. And, you know, I had to call off the dogs in the first quarter. It was 20-4 to four right out of the gate. But my girls had prepared. They were ready for action. That girls' team actually just was phenomenal. They demolished everybody. And I had the first, second, and third team had 15 girls. And, and they all performed well. My bottom five girls could beat most teams themselves. They were just very good athletes. I was very fortunate to have them. And what a joy it was to, to coach to coach them. I love, of all my years, that was my favorite year of coaching because those girls responded to coaching. They did what I asked them. They learned the concept. I taught them a concept of, uh, of not letting the team, denial, the word was denial, I taught them. Do not let your player get the ball. And so they would hardly let the teams get the ball inbounds. And that's why many times early in the game, I'd have to put my second and third team in because these girls, they just got it. Folks, let's spiritually get it. Let's game plan for life. Let's make our life so in tune with God that we know his direction and we seek his will and we follow it. And when we are obedient, we will become winners in life 
people will see Jesus in our lives. Our lives will be different because of it, and the power of God will be seen, and we will rejoice in the glory of Almighty God. Bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.